Well, hello there. Welcome to Biblical Chili. Now listen, the cruise is just about to start. Let me fill you in on a few details if you've never been here before. You see, we speak openly about the Bible and our daily walk with Christ. And it's our continuing prayer that we help you grow closer to Jesus every day. Now, you might be wondering why it's called Biblical Chili. You see, around this table, we have people from all walks of life. Different histories, backgrounds, different futures, even different religious views. But even with all these differences, that shouldn't hinder us from carrying on a conversation. And you stepped in at a good time, too, because the Chili Crew is walking through the Bible from cover to cover. And right now, they're in the book of Exodus. Moses talking to a burning bush, plagues, Exodus out of slavery, and the Ten Commandments. Woo, this gives me the collywobbles just thinking about it. All right, last time we finished up Exodus chapter 29, so we're just going to go into chapter 30 here. Uh, once again, this is just continuing on with Moses talking to God about how the sacrificial system is going to go. Exodus chapter 30, verse 1. You shall make an altar to burn incense on, and you shall make it of acacia wood. A cube, oh, a cubit shall it be in length, and a cubit in width. And remember, just for a recap, cubits about, uh, the standard Egyptian cubit was about, yeah, 18, 18 and a half inches or so, a little, little bit about a foot and a half or so. Verse three, and you shall overlay it, its top and its sides around its horns with pure gold, and you shall make for it a molding of gold all around. Two gold rings you shall make for it under the molding on both its sides. You shall place them on the two sides and they will be holders for the poles, poles with which to bear it. Although I guess, yeah, like we talked about a while ago, that all this stuff had to be portable because they were going to go all over the wilderness. I mean, they don't know this yet, but they, they're going to go all over the wilderness for the next 40 years or so, carrying this temple with them, or, or tabernacle, sorry, tabernacle with them. Right. And these guys got to be pretty much in shape. Everybody pictures like the, all these old men carrying these things around. No, I think they're 20 year olds carrying oh, these oh things yeah. around. Oh, yeah. Priest. Well, it was Aaron Priest. and not just Aaron and his family, but Aaron and all of the descendants from, from the Levi. Tribe of, yeah. 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 So we're talking about ages all over the place. So, but yeah, a lot, a lot of young folk doing this. Uh, you shall make the poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. Verse 6, and you shall put it before the veil that is before the ark of the testimony, before the mercy seat that is over the testimony where I will meet with you. Aaron shall burn on it sweet incense every morning when he tends the lamps. He shall burn incense on it. And when Aaron lights the lamps at twilight, he shall burn incense on it a perpetual incense before the Lord throughout your generations. You shall not offer strange incense on it or a burnt offering or a grain offering, nor shall you pour a drink offering on it. And Aaron shall make atonement upon its horns once a year with the blood of the sin offering of the atonement or at one meant once a year, he shall make atonement upon it throughout your generations. It is most holy to the Lord. Verse 9, strange incense, burnt sacrifice, yeah. meat offering, or drink offering. Uh, 
we're not supposed to have any type of offerings on this type of altar except for prayer offering, are we not? The, the incense? The incense were supposed to be like, at least what, what I just read, they're supposed to be like the lamps. So they were supposed to be lit a couple times a day so that, because the lamps were supposed to be a perpetual testimony as well, because the lamps were supposed to be burning all the time, 24-7, same with the incense. So I would assume it would just be the incense. I wonder if... Uh... I meant by strange incense is any other type of incense besides the oil regulated. I think you might be right on that. It sounds to me like strange incense almost seems like a, a common or a just a you know, let's let's burn whatever we want on this thing. Yeah, but this one it's just pure oil, you know. For so, the incense? Yeah, isn't it? Oh, I'd have to see. I don't I don't know. I don't think so. You shall offer no strange incense thereon, nor but burnt sacrifice, nor meat offering, neither shall you pour drink offering thereon. So no toasting. Yeah, so they weren't supposed to do any other type of offerings. Uh, those of you who would like some visuals, go ahead and just look up online. Uh, look up any image of Tabernacle, and you'll get a good map of uh, what we're looking at here. So, But the incense was supposed to be... Right just before you get to the most holy place, because it was supposed to be just before the veil. I thought, at least I've been told this, and it'd be an inter a very interesting study to dive deep in this, but uh, I've always been told that the altar of incense was meant to represent the Holy Spirit. Correct. That's, that's what I've been told, too, is that the incense, at least the smoke of it, is supposed to represent the Holy Spirit for it is as the wind. It goes not wherever you know. Right, right. It's supposed to also represent the prayers of the saints as well, the incense. Or is that net? Uh, is there a special incense for that? For the prayer of the saints. Yes. Well, let's let's go through some of these pieces of furniture. We have the altar of burnt offering, the bronze basin, or what's known as the laver. We haven't gotten to that yet. Table right. of showbread. So the laver has the, the laver's the prayers. The oil that lights the lamps, I guess, is supposed to be the light. Then just the light. Yeah. But although although I know that the oil in in the New Testament at least was representative of the Holy Spirit as well, though. Remember the uh the what is it, the ten virgins? That... So the oil of the lance doesn't represent the prayers. It just, even if it's an incense type oil. Yeah. Oh, this is or does it say, or does it say the oil is an incense? That the incense is an oil. That's yeah. That's what I'm asking. I, I didn't read anything about oil. It just said incense. So I would assume it'd be like a common incense. I mean, even back then, incense was basically the same thing. They would, what, grind up different plants yeah, the, basically the lights yeah to light up the lamp you have to have the oil remember oh yeah oh yeah for the lamp yeah, yeah the definitely. Oil. yeah oh yeah and this is for the altar i know that yeah but this whole this whole section we were talking about was the altar of incense i what i got out of it was when he lights the lamps light the altar of incense also do you know what i mean like while you while you're on your way to light the lamps because the lamps are going out at night so he should burn upon the altar. Okay, that's where the confusion is. 
Yeah. So, so instead of upon it, it should be upon the altar. Yeah, but it says it many times on this because it starts yes. talking about the so altar. It, it yeah. is in this context as the altar and not the lamp. Okay. Yeah. But we still That's have we still have this pure gold, this acacia wood, which is real heavy, uh, inlaid with pure gold, which makes it even heavier. And then these poles, once again, I'm I'm quite certain of, you know, gold inlaid acacia wood. And so this is just another piece of furniture they're going to be carrying around in the wilderness. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Either way, don't worship God with strange incense. <laughs> no I, I, I like I like how it says, though, like uh, I, I read somewhere in the in my my commentary here on the bottom, which sometimes they give good, good commentary. It's just it's good to read it. But obviously study into it yourself. Don't just take it for for face value because it could be wrong. Uh, but it did say common or, or strange can be common as well. Uh, the golden altar of incense representing the offering of the soul, or you could say prayers. This makes sense, though, because if the incense meant the prayers of the saints, if you will, or, or always meant to be the prayers of the saints, because where where in Scripture does it say pray ceaselessly or continue, continuously praying? It's literally a three-word sentence. Pray without ceasing. First Thessalonians verse seventeen. Uh, excuse me, chapter five, verse seventeen. Pray without ceasing. Let me go up with a bunch of cadets. Uh, see, uh, see that none render evil for evil. I'm starting with verse fifteen here. Uh, uh, see that none render evil for evil, unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit. Despise not prophesying. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and pray God your whole spirit and soul and body preserve blameless unto the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And just a few more. Faithful is that calleth you who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. Nobody does that anymore. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto the holy brethren. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Wow. Be honest, right. I'm kind of grateful. Nobody greets me with a kiss. <laughs> It's just nasty. I don't care. <laughs> handshake is fine with me. You can greet me with a holy handshake. Oh, check this out. Check this out. <laughs> I, I, I saw this. Okay, so so this is Revelation chapter 8, verse 4, and it says, And the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. So, like, this is this is almost like a direct you know, re-referencing all the way back to Exodus for God, all, all the way in for, you know, moving forward in Revelation, it's referencing all the way back to the off, to the incense. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Every piece of furniture is mentioned in Revelation. That's right. Oh man. No, I, I forgot about that. I, I remembered the, I do know the altar is in it and I forgot about the incense Oh, I'd have to, I'd have to look the again to see where God the God is there. The yep. uh, the uh, basin is there. Everything is there. Nice. That uh, that would be a great series to do right there. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's continue on. Verse 11. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, When you take the census of the children of Israel for their numbers, then every man shall give a ransom for himself to the Lord when you number them, that there may be no plague among them when you number them. This is what everyone among those who are numbered shall give. Half a shekel according to the shekel of the sanctuary. A shekel is 20 geras. I'm not sure what that is yet. Uh, the half shekel shall be an offering to the Lord. Everyone included among those who are numbered for 20 years old and above shall give an offering to the Lord. The rich shall not give more, and the poor shall not give less than half a shekel. When you give an offering to the Lord to make atonement for yourselves, and you shall take the atonement money of the children of Israel, and shall appoint it for the service of the tabernacle of meeting, that it may be a memorial for the children of Israel before the Lord to make atonement or at one mint for yourselves. So it sounds like this is a method that God's using to help, I would say, maintain the temple and also uh, help, I, I would also say, uh, probably uh, Levi and all of his descendants because they're the ones who have to care for the temple nonstop. Because when we, fast forwarding all the way to Joshua, Levi doesn't get an inheritance. The entire tribe of Levi, they're the priests. So they live in the temple. They work in the temple. Right. They do stuff for the temple. They build other temples. Like, they do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I looked up how much a shekel is in U.S. currency. According to uh, Google, it is approximately 31 cents. So today, a shekel is worth 31 cents? Yes. Whether that's a fact or not. I, I, wonder, what, know, I wonder what 20 geras are. G-E-R-A-H. 68 grams. Or 0 0.068 kilograms. Okay, so it's 68 grams. I would assume that, that if it was weight, it would probably be in silver or gold or something like that. So that, that still doesn't seem like a lot. But I find this interesting. Why did God say the rich don't give any more and the poor don't give any more? Everybody's equal, regardless if you're rich or poor. It's not tax. No, no. This is a when they're given their offering, this is the ransom money. This would mean that when you give your sacrifice, you're also supposed to give this ransom money, or at least it says when you're, um, when a census is ever done before the throne of God, where we're no different we're equally judged and we have equal sentencing. It's, it's either. Yeah. It's not, it's not about money. I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> if that was true, there's probably only maybe what a hundred people in heaven. 
<laughs> right? <laughs> uh, okay, so we have a, another piece of furniture coming up. So this is the bronze laver. All right, Exodus 17. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, You shall also make a laver of bronze, with its base also of bronze, for washing. You shall put it between the tabernacle of meeting and the altar, and you shall put water in it. For Aaron and his sons shall wash their hands and their feet in the water from it. Verse 20. When they go into the tabernacle of meeting, or when they come near the altar to minister, to burn an offering made by fire to the Lord, they shall wash, their, wash with water lest they die. So they shall wash their hands and their feet, lest they die, and it shall be a statute forever to them, to him and to his descendants throughout their generation. Now, does this mean they shall die as in like an immediate death? It almost sounds like in a, this is an, an ordinance that God is setting in place. Yes, I, I think it would be an immediate death because they're going to die eventually until the Lord comes back, right? So, it, it has to be like an immediate death. Yeah, th this is serious. It, it's, it's, don't forget about the rope. You know, it's there's more than one place you can die at in this place. Yeah, this this is, yeah. Although, it, the, and this must be understood, I, and I hope everybody listening is, is going to understand this, that God did not set this stuff in place because he's flexing his spiritual muscles and be like, oh, you got to do what I say, I'm God. No, it's God was trying to help Israel understand the importance of sin, obedience, repentance, righteousness, like all of these these symbolic things and all of these, in uh, many times, not even symbolic things, like just, just straightforward things of, of giving this sacrifice for forgiveness and blood is needed for forgiveness. He's trying to help them understand how serious this type of thing is. The labor, honestly, to me, this has a lot of meaning because when we come before the Lord, even when we come before the Lord to ask for forgiveness, the priests are checking themselves by washing their hands, correct? They're going in, they're, they're washing their hands, they're taking the time to cleanse themselves, if you will. And this is a physical cleansing, obviously, so we're, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about a spiritual cleansing. That doesn't mean that you come before the Lord once you're good. What it means is, is when you're coming before the Lord, you'd better know where your heart is. You better know where you're, where you're at, when, even when you're doing something as simple as asking forgiveness. Because they had to, they had to check themselves. Knows your heart. I mean, take a look at what happened to uh, the husband and wife that lied about how much money they had after they sold their property. They didn't, you know, there was. Are you talking about in the book the of Acts? Spirit. Yeah, the book of Acts. The Lord knows your heart. The Holy Spirit knows your heart. Uh, you can't lie to him. You can try. Yeah. You're not You're not tricking God here. Yeah, you're not tricking God. Sorry. He knows your heart. So always be honest. And and that's a good place to start is to be honest with your heart. And then eventually you'll be honest with other people. I knew it. Ah. Okay. The interesting thing also about this labor, about why it's built like, or why it's built with uh, bronze is because it's antimicrobial. Bronze naturally kills bacteria. 
in viruses. That's why, you know, with this whole uh, pandemic thing that's been happening and, and all that fun stuff, uh, there's been a lot of people that have been using these little, like, bronze hook hooky things to push buttons and open doors and all that other stuff because it's antimicrobial because it kills bacteria as you're using it. And whatever you touch, it kills the bacteria. There is one thing you got to make sure, though, is that you got to make sure it's clean. And uh, I, I don't I don't think bronze or brass, it rusts, doesn't it? Brass? Doesn't it rust? Yeah, doesn't it rust? Uh, let me check. Uh, hard place. Well, it doesn't say rust. It says corrode. Okay, so, so, so it can. There's a there's a slight difference. Either yeah. way, it's nasty. So make it's, sure it's, it's not a, corroded. Yeah, it's a form of <laughs> oxidizing. So either way. But either way, that's that's interesting that God would switch it up this whole time. What has it been like? Silver plates, gold inlay, all this stuff, and then all of a sudden, God God turns around and says. And actually, uh, do you know the the Tom and I was re- Tom and I were reading it the the sacrificial altar itself where they put the animals the basin inside of that is bronze they were supposed to put bronze in that also because well think about it you're putting dead animal on there you're burning it yeah but you're still there's a lot of bacteria yes. in that and so God God knew his stuff say what you want about scripture but God knew his stuff like he knows what's up here. A lot of hospitals and other emergency areas has actually taken a lot of their sa- uh, sanitation advice from the Old Testament yeah. itself. And, you know, once upon a time, as sanitized as hospitals are now, well, in the United States at least, they, uh, people used to not be as sanitized as they were. They would go from one surgery to another without even washing their their equipment their hands or you know changing over their uniforms uh mask forget it unless it looked like a bird during the plague you you didn't use it Mm -mm. yeah and for those of you don't know what i'm talking about is i'm talking about those the original gas mask for plagues the bubonic plague and all that and uh they had these little bird mask looking things yeah, that I think actually inside the the beak side of it, they would put flowers and other stuff to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, scripture knows a lot about the, like the health stuff, a lot a lot of stuff that, quite frankly, scripture was way way ahead of its time that we've only discovered in the last couple hundred years with medicine. Or that's correct. Not re, not discovered. Maybe I should say rediscovered. <laughs> In regards to the United States, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying anything about other countries, but... Okay, so verse 22. Moreover, the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Also take for yourself quality spices, 500 shekels of liquid myrrh, half as much sweet-smelling cinnamon, ooh, 250 shekels, that's about 250 shekels of sweet-smelling cane, 500 shekels of cassia, cassia, C-A-S-S-I-A. It should be cassia. Cassia. According Don't call me on that, but that's what I get. Cassia. According to the shekel of the sanctuary and a hin of olive oil. You shall make from these a holy anointing oil, an or an ointment, 
compounded according to the art of the perfumer. It shall be a holy anointing oil. With it you shall anoint the tabernacle of meeting and the ark of the testimony, the table and all its utensils, the lampstand and the utensils, and the altar of incense, and the altar of burnt offerings, with all its utensils, and the laver and its basin. You shall consecrate them that they may be most holy. Whatever touches them must be holy. And you shall anoint Aaron and his sons and consecrate them and they, that they may minister to me as priests. Verse 31. And you shall speak to the children of Israel, saying, This shall be a holy anointing oil to me throughout your generations. It shall not be poured on man's flesh, nor shall you make any other like it according to its composition. It is holy. And it shall be holy to you. Whoever compounds any like it or whoever puts any of it on an outsider shall be cut off from his people. Wow. I wonder if this is still in use today. Uh, I don't remember. I've been anointed that. a few times in a few of my churches that I've that I was in. And uh, it, didn't feel, it didn't smell very cinnamony to me. <laughs> The anointing oil? Wow. I mean, well, I mean, look yeah. at the stuff that's in it. It's got what? Cinnamon. I wonder if it could add, I wonder if it, I wonder if it is edible. It would be. None of this stuff is like chemical. I mean, I I tell you right now, it sounds like it'd be something. Put that on my bread. Well, it sounds like it'd be something like spicy. It's got cane and although it does say sweet smelling cane, I'm guessing it's a sugar. It's got myrrh, which is really, really, really strong and cinnamon, which is really, really strong. See, but that's just it. The sad thing about the anointing oil is it sounds like, at least from what I just read, it sounds like this oil was meant to be a consecration oil, like a one-time consecration oil that we consecrate this whole t- whole town, or maybe when they moved it and they set it back up, then they had to probably co- consecrate it again. I would, I would I'm certain to probably, uh, but why then, or how then did we get, you know, holy anointing oil today? Because most of the time anointing oil today in churches that they try to use, whether it be like a, a Catholic church or, um, a Protestant ter- church or something like that. Normally, it's just like just olive oil. So how how did we go from anointing oil being something that we anoint the priests with and the tabernacle, like the holy place and the holy workers within the place? How did it turn into almost and and forgive me for the term and I'm not. Please don't anybody get upset, but almost like a good luck charm. Like if if somebody you know, has this holy anointing oil and they put a cross on your forehead or they, they dab you somewhere on your body that it's supposed to have some power. How did, how did we go from this to the way it is now? There are some adaptations. Oh, how do I say this? I don't know. Have you ever seen an exorcism? A lot of that is witchcraft. Unknowingly dated two or three witches. I'm pretty familiar with some. I've dated a few. Yeah, I've dated a few in my time, and I knew they were witches. But yeah, I was young, and the way you see people being anointed today is not only barred from scripture, but from 
a type of witchcraft, type of pagan as well. And I think somehow or another, one area got twisted another, and we just kind of lost sight of which was original from which end. Right. And to be honest, do we even see that this oil being mentioned again in the New Testament? I wonder. I wonder if this is the same oil. No, at least I'll, I'll speak for my own experience. I know that the oil is mentioned a lot throughout Scripture. You know, who, who was it? Uh, Saul was anointed with oil. It was not the anointing oil. It was just olive oil. David right. was anointed with oil. But once again, it was not the anointing oil. It wasn't oil. priest. They wasn't priest, though. This is supposed to be for priests only, isn't it? Right. This is so. what I'm saying. So oil has been mentioned a lot. Olive oil, specifically. And anointing people with olive oil, but I think you're right. I don't know of any other place in Scripture yet that talks specifically about this very fragrant oil. That's something when someone with some uh, evil eye should look at. Yeah, it's it's interesting, but it 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 just seems because <sighs> I know. Seems okay, like... so so for example, so so like it, it, back in the early like. We'll just go like 1,500 years ago when Christianity was kind of, you know, becoming acceptable and a lot of the converts into Christianity were pagans, okay? Pagans had special holy waters and holy oils and all this other stuff way before this kind of stuff really ad adapted itself into Christianity. So it's not like it was something new. They used it as, like I said, kind of like a lucky charm. Like, oh, hey, this is, you know, a bottle of holy oil from the the temple of zeus lightning struck it you know you know what i mean like something like right. that where it was it was almost like a charm you know right something magical happened and now it's good luck or it, it represents something or it'll make the spirits go away or keep negative energy away yes all that kind of yes. yes yes so i i would assume that a lot of that would would have been adapted because we have that a lot of that today. I mean, people keep Lucky Charms with crystals and oils and a whole bunch of I'm not talking about like essential oils, people. There's actual medical things behind that. Yes. <laughs> we're talking about like, yeah, yeah. By the way, we're talking about cinnamon and essential oils. Be careful if you have a cook with essential oil cinnamon. Don't even put a half, half a drop in there. Like take a toothpick, get it in the oil and dip it because we tried to cook with it once. And we put like three... it's, it's very much like an ashtray, right? <laughs> we put like three <laughs> drops. We put like three drops in our apple crisp and mixed oh. it. Oh man, it was a punch in the face of cinnamon. <laughs> Off track a little bit, but talking about oils. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I yeah, I just I, I've been through these before, and I don't. When I got to this, I did. I do not re ever remember reading this about the anointing oil. So. I remember some of it because I was curious at one point in time. I was very young, and I, I looked up what's in these oils, and I didn't put too much thought into it. My, I think my sensation, my 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 not my sensation, but my curiosity was uh, sated, not sated. What's the word? Peaked. Uh, yeah, it it was. I was content. <laughs> my curiosity it's was oil. content. <laughs> I'm a young man. I got better things to look at. I was just partly curious, but I read this and I, I, I don't think I put too much thought out, other thought into it. Wow. So wait, how, how, how young were you when you, 
Oh, I don't know. I, I, it was before my twenties. I know that. Really? Because yeah, I, you know, I was anointed as a teenager a few times, and uh, I was wondering what made that so special. I was like, is it prayer or is it like holy yeah, water? Yeah. Like, I didn't. I was like, I, yeah, I didn't know where holy water came from, and I still can't find it in the Bible. So. Well, I I went to a Pentecostal church. Uh, it was called uh, Souls Harbor. Uh, wonderful church. I, I love the people there. It was honestly, it was it was you know my my young when I was a young kid, teenager church, you know, and they did the same thing though. They had uh, holy oil and holy waters and stuff like that. But what my pastor was very adamant on teaching was, listen, this oil is not magical. It's not a lucky charm. It's not, you know, anything. And he kind of went off. He said, this is meant to be a symbolism of, and he would go into scripture about what this meant to be. So I was like, I appreciated that. Like looking back on it now, I was like, right. I appreciate that because yeah, yeah, uh, I was told the same thing. There was nothing magical about yeah. it. Yeah, it was all the symbolic, and it just kind of like how baptism is symbolic as well. Like the baptism of the water, that's right. symbolic. That's that's you testifying before mankind that you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. Right. And, and that the real baptism will come from the Lord himself or the Holy Spirit rather, right? which is by fire. So, and we can talk about symbols all day <laughs> in regards to that. Right, right. Revelation and Noah and we'll be here for four hours. <laughs> that's a, that's a long, yeah, that's a long one. Yes. All right. So let, let's cap off this chapter, chapter 31. Okay. So this is verse 34. And the Lord said to Moses, take sweet, Spices. Okay, I do not know how to say this word. I'm gonna go with stacty. Stat. Stat. T a c t e. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna see how to pronounce this. S. T a c e. Is that what you said? No. S t a c t e. T e. Like stacked. Okay. Stacked. Yep. Stacked. Sweet spice used by ancient Jews in preparing incense. Okay, so okay, so take sweet spice stacked, S T A C T E, and oin oincha, and galbanum. <laughs> I'm just butchering this, and pure frankincense. I know that one. With these sweet spices, there shall be equal amounts of each. And you shall make of these an incense, a compound according to the art of perfume. You were right. You called it. Yep. Salted, pu- salted, pure, and holy. So the incense is, it's, a, it's an oily incense. and Or a wet incense, I guess you would call it. And you shall beat some of it very fine. Oh, maybe not. And put some of it in... Put some of it before the testimony of the tabernacle of meeting where I will meet with you. It shall be most holy to you. But as far as for the incense, which you shall make, you shall not make any for yourselves. According to its composition, it shall be to you holy for the Lord. Whoever makes any of it. Whoever makes any like it, yep, you to smell to smell it, he shall be cut off from you. So if you ever make this for for perfume purposes or whatever, you're going to be cut off. What were you saying? 
says, so this is for the incense, and the other stuff was for the oil. Right. Is that what I'm getting? Oh, I, yeah. I think so, but is this a liquid incense? It sounds, it says, up at the top, it says, you shall beat some of it very fine. So it sounds like it's not. Well, I'm starting with 31 here. Let me see. Or 29. This is sanctify them. They be holy whatsoever touches them. Be holy. Not Aaron his sons. They may minister in the birth. So, yeah, I think they're done talking about uh, anointing oil by the time they get to 31. Okay, stacked is basically, it's it's myrrh. Yeah, 34. They go straight into the incense. So this is incense. Verse 22 through 33 is oil, and 34 on is incense. Spices, yeah. It says take sweet spices stacked. Is this the same incense that's supposed to be burned in the... Uh, um, altar of incense? Well, yeah, the altar of incense. But yeah, the, uh, the other thing, the, the not the brazen. <sighs> Candlestick? No. It, it, you lift it up kind of like this, and it and it has incense in it. And it's supposed to represent the prayers. Yeah, that's the altar of incense. Okay, so yeah, that was that was uh, in verse one, talking about the altar. I of thought incense. there was like a little box that had it. Yeah, that's the altar I of guess incense. Not. Yeah, it's it's an altar of incense. Oh, so it said a, small. Oh yeah, it's it's eighteen inches by eighteen inches. It's the one one cubit one by one cubit. So it's right, a box, so but it's only it. like I'm thinking like a big, huge altar for some reason. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! Like here, let me let me put up a thing. I thought there was like an altar and then like a thing of incense. No, so like I this is the altar. Sense. This altar is the altar of incense, incense right here. Sense. Yes. All right. And then this is the table of showbread, and, and then is this is the, the actual altar. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah, I am correct then. So, but yeah, you can hold it in your hands. All right, so. Yeah, but this this stacked and the stacked, by the way, is a flower. It's basically myrrh. Oicha, it's a nail claw hoof looking thing. So they're grinding up like hooves. I legit thought that was some kind of fungus. Yeah, it's, yeah, it says oicha. It's, a, it's like a nail claw hoof. So it's basically whatever keratin is made out of. Gobanum is another flower. It's a resin, but it's it comes from a plant, and fr frankincense. I don't know. Do you have you ever seen where frankincense comes from? One of these times, you don't, everybody listening, you guys got to look that up sometime where frankincense comes from. And I'll tell you what, you will have no doubt in your mind why it's such an expensive oil to purchase, because the process that they go through to get in to get frankincense, it's it's literally the 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 bark or flesh of a tree and they can only take it like certain times of the year or in certain conditions. And they peel this big old chunk off the tree and the tree lives. It, the tree just keeps like making this stuff. I, I don't even know. It looks like a sap almost. Yeah. What I'm looking at is kind of like a rock, like sap looking thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the tree produces it. So they like peel it off the tree or dig it out of the tree or something like that. But and then they obviously they got to process it and do all the stuff they do with it. So it sounds like all of these ingredients are actually dry ingredients. So this would be like a a, a normal incense like we would know today, like a, a a compressed powder of some kind. Because it even says here, 
uh, and you shall, this is verse 36, and you shall beat some of it very fine and put some of it before the testimony in the tabernacle of meeting where I will meet with you. So they're talking about beating it very fine. So it's a very fine dust almost. And, and I'm, I'm guessing lighting it for, for incense. But this is just interesting because, uh, yeah, it, it, God's having them take these very potent senses and grind them down, and it's meant to be something super holy. So instead of oil form, it's more like a cone form almost. Like that we would know it as today, a cone right. or one of those sticks. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder, though, right. because think about this. Think about the many of the sacrifices that they had to give. Guess what probably would not burn away when they were doing the sacrifices? The, the incense. Well, no, I'm talking about just regular sacrifices, not the, not the incense. The animal sacrifices. Guess what, what wouldn't would not burn, burn away? Would not burn away, at least not that easily. The bones. The bones. And guess what's hooked to the bones? The hoofs. And if that one ingredient is what I, what I just looked up, the oincha or ancha, ancha, yeah, then it's, it's, and it's a, a, a fingernail hoof type material, then they would have an infinite supply because of the sacrifices, which means they would have an infinite supply. See how God's like recycling this stuff? I mean, it just, to me, just makes it seem like, Hold on, let me, how, where to go? Oh, yeah, Webster Dictionary. Okay. Webster Dictionary, meaning it actually says an ingredient of the incense ancestry or anciently used in some religious ceremonies of the Jews. It was an ingredient of the incense anciently used in some religious ceremonies of the Jews. So it doesn't seem like this was a common thing. So it's, it couldn't be from hoofs. It may look like hoofs, but it doesn't mean it's a hoof. Oh, no, no. I I don't know why it said that then. One of the other ones I looked up. This is a mollusk. Yeah, it's a mollusk. It's it's a type of marine animal. So it's a shell. Oh, okay. That would, that would make so sense. It's a shell. Yeah. So they would grind it up and... So that means an unclean animal has made it into the uh, to the tabernacle. Well, it wasn't used in the. It wasn't used to eat, and it was used as an ingredient for the sweet-smelling incense. Wow. Although you're right, though, that's interesting. Oh. I tell you what, when I, I get that's another evidence right there that it doesn't matter if it's considered an unclean or not, it's still special to God. <laughs> doesn't matter <laughs> still special to god yep wow Just like ravens a lot of people you know they associate ravens with evil but look up song of solomon look how how he mentions the raven yeah look how god used the raven to feed who was it ezekiel no, uh, or, uh, Elijah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's because a lot of a lot of people associate something with evil. Doesn't mean it is. Well, praise God.
That means we all got a chance, Antonio. That's what that means. <laughs> <laughs> that means I have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I have been a monster in my life, let me tell you. All right, uh, Antonio, could you close this out, man? Uh, sure. <sighs> Lord God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. We thank you for today's session, and we pray that we uh, said something educational or inspirational to someone. Someone out there needed to hear something today. So, uh, Lord, we pray that you use this show for your glory. And we pray for anyone out there who's, you know, in a time of trouble, especially those who are overseas right now. There's always some kind of war going on, but, uh, you know, there's always innocent people and those who are just following orders. So we pray for everyone and we pray for repentance of our governments, Lord. May they come to you. In Jesus Christ's name, we love and pray. Amen. Amen. Well, this has been Justin. This has been Antonio. Well, we will see you all later. Until next time. Bye. Ciao. Now listen, just because this is the end of the episode doesn't mean it's the end of the conversation. You can find Biblical Chili on almost any social media outlet. And if you're not a big fan of YouTube, just search for Biblical Chili anywhere and I'm sure you'll be able to find us. Or just go to BiblicalChili.com. Now until we meet again, remember, be part of the conversation. Goodbye. Praise God. That means we all got a chance, Antonio. That's what that means. <laughs> that means I have a chance. <laughs> I have been a monster in my life. <laughs> Do you think they're still listening? I doubt it. There can't be that many people that listened all the way to the end of the track. Most of them probably skip it. But in case you did, congratulations. You're one of the few. We love you.